Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 108 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. This is going to be a quick one because we are A, trying new software, and B, Mondo, where are you going? I got free, gifted another free ticket to watch the uh, Chiefs-Broncos in town, so I'm going to go watch the football game. The Chiefs and Broncos. The Broncos are the team that everyone in the NFL world wants to see, right? No. <laughs> I don't even think people in Denver will care to see the Broncos season anymore. I, I, I think they will. I don't know. I, maybe the Denver fan base has changed, but I remember coming out here and being shocked by how positive and optimistic Broncos fans were. Because I'm used to Eagles fans where they're very, very passionate, but they will more likely than not talk shit and disparage their players relentlessly than say anything positive. And Broncos fans are like, well, maybe this is going to be the year. Oh, this quarterback could work out. Oh, he didn't work out. Maybe we're a backup. And they're all happy and cheerful. I'm like, what the hell is this? That's not how you football fan. <laughs> You're supposed to say your quarterback is trash and the coach should be fired. You know, what's funny is I went to an event um, last year before the season started. So it must have been during the summer last year. I think it was a barbecue event. And I went in there and you have your your locals wearing – it's summer, but they're still sporting the Broncos gear. And I'm walking in just wearing my casual clothes, but I have mm-hmm. my Chargers keychain. And, and a pretty attractive girl comes up to me. She's wearing all her Broncos shit. She sees me by myself, so we start hitting it off, and then I start telling her, oh, yeah, I'm a Chargers fan, you're a Broncos fan. It was kind of funny how, but but she was, like, totally cool with the Oh, whole, yeah, they like, don't care. Yeah. They're not, you know. It's the, not like Raider, like LA Raiders fans were like, fuck you, all other teams must die, or, you know what I mean, where <laughs> you have to hate on your. Yeah, so, so, like, Raiders fans will talk a lot of shit. Eagle, if it was an Eagles fan with a Cowboy fan, she would... Pretend to flirt with you if she was an Eagles fan. Set up a date and then no show and ghost you. Just be like, ha, fuck you. Fuck you, Cowboys fan. Like there's that little level of pettiness and desperation when it comes to the NFC East. Uh, And even yesterday we were on a hike and I was like, man, Mondo, what teams are good? And you said, you know, the Chiefs. And I thought you said the Eagles maybe had a shot. Eagles are doing really well. Cowboys are doing... There's a lot of teams still very strong, and then there's a lot of teams not so strong right now. It's like very one or the other. Well, and I think my response was like, oh, I almost don't want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Like, one Super Bowl in the last 10 years is enough because they flat out destroyed, they being the Philadelphia sports fans, destroyed the city. There was, like, widespread riots after the Eagles won in 2017. Tearing down street signs, like uh, somebody jumped out of a, I think it was a hotel window onto an awning. It was just chaos. Like you, you would think that it was some sort of uh, civil rights, like riot protest, something gone astray. No, nope, no, nope, just Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's weird that as opposed to having like like civic pride, like yes, our town, our city, Eagles are like, let's just fucking destroy everything. Let's just fucking blow everything up, dude. It's a different type of culture. That's that's what I was saying. You're you're t- we were talking. Also, too, just about work ethic and generations. And I'm like, dude, the East Coast is a different yeah. different animal. You haven't really spent a lot of time over there. Yeah, I, this the, the city of Philadelphia has an extreme chip on its shoulder. And I do not know if they could handle that level of mayhem and property damage. And Mondo. What? 
Speaking of mayhem and property damage, you like how I did that? I guess. Speaking of mayhem and property damage, ooh, there, there was, there was uh, <laughs> some. I, I think, I think even by Philadelphia Eagles fan standards, mayhem and property damage in Florida. That yeah, I, I was about to say. I wonder what state you're referring to. I, I, Mon, I saw this one and I was like, this is at another level, even compared to the other Florida man stories that we've covered. So, so listeners proceed with caution. This is not for the faint of heart. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh, Again, we're working out some kinks, degenerate land uh, listeners and followers, I have to see if we could modify the volume level on that thing, and uh, maybe that's why it was kind of clipping. Anyway, moving on. Florida man arrested for having public sex with a dog, damaging church nativity scene. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! We were on the on the hike yesterday. And he was like, "Dude, this is this is a Florida man story to top a lot of the ones we've done." And I'm like, "Okay, thanks for the like like teaser with no spoilers at all." <laughs> uh, I, oh, I mean, j- just right off the bat. I mean, so just just not bestiality, just public bestiality. And as you will find out, in front of children. And then he wasn't done. So, so how how did this whole thing start, Mondo? A Florida man was arrested after having after he had sex with a dog in front of families, wrecked a nativity scene at a nearby church, and attempted <laughs> to steal a vehicle. It's, uh, it's the holy trinity of Florida carnage. It's truly a Christmas miracle. Let's see. Chad Mason, 36, was arrested Sunday on several charges, including sexual activity with an animal, exposing, exposing <sighs> sexual organs, and criminal mischief to place of worship. Mason knew the owner of the Golden Doodle Dog and oh was God. taking it out for a walk in an apartment complex in the 2600 block of McMullen Booth Road at around 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, the Clearwater police said he then began having sex with a dog in front of multiple adults and a child who was under 16 years old. All right. So, so first of all, somehow the fact that his name is Chad is just completely on brand. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, Chad Mason. Somehow that completely tracks. And then I, I had missed the fact that it was a golden doodle. Yeah. I mean, I, I have you ever met a golden doodle in person, this majestical creature? No, but my question is, what? why does the breed matter at all? It's like fucking, like you're fucking a dog. You know, because they're they're trying to trying to paint a mental image for you. Uh-huh. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they want you to picture this whole scene. But, you know, maybe the listener was like, well, you know, was it, was it a chihuahua? Because that... That raises a whole new host of questions. So you're if you saying do- that they're saying you're saying that there's certain breeds you're okay with dog fucking, like it's acceptable with certain breeds. Well, I think just from a, a logistical standpoint, that would make a little bit more sense. Oh, um, <laughs> and you know, t- t- the other part, very, very well tempered dog, right? Golden okay. doodle, you know, g- poodles and golden retrievers, well known just to be very. Uh, loving not 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 usually loving quite like that but here's the other part mondo if it was like a a a pit bull you'd almost be like wow man i mean congratulations good job that's wrong and terrible and you're gonna have a sex offender registry in your future but it's also kind of impressive in a way that 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, we're not condoning bestiality on the Degenerates that's Clubhouse. All I, that's all I hear from you. I hear, we're I not hear you, to con- I, I hear you like disguising your like, yeah, I guess it's some breeds it's cool, some breeds it's not. I, I think, I think that interpretation says more about you than what I was actually saying. All right. Uh, one of the adult witnesses confronted Mason, who then fled the scene to Northwood Presbyterian Church. He entered the church and proceeded to knock over a nativity display, breaking several potted plants and throw children's toys from the playground area. Jesus Mason's actions had resulted in an estimated $400 in damages to the church, according to officials. He then left the church and went to an adjacent neighborhood where he destroyed a mailbox and attempted to steal a car. Why did he destroy the mailbox? I don't know. Like I, I, okay, I get this. There's, there, okay, there had to have been methamphetamines involved in this. Some kind of drugs. Had to have been, for whatever reason, had his eye on, on that golden doodle, loses control of himself, and then the the nativity scene damage. He's just trying to flee. He's stumbling through this thing, you know, makes it out of the church. But why was he like, ah, fuck this mailbox? Just this guy was just there, he he was he was possessed. I think that's the only. Logical explanation, you know. Okay. We we we've reviewed some supernatural based shows. There was a demon, a devil inside of him. Ah, and then also a little bit inside the the golden doodle. Oh, so he was trying to exercise a demon from the I dog. Don't, I don't know. Is I don't. What you're getting at? Oh, this one. This is this is the worst of the worst of the stories that we've covered. I think I can't think of one that. It's just bad on so many levels. It's too bad the article doesn't say. We continue on. It just says Mason has been later released on bond, but that's kind of all. That's the end of the story. Yeah, what the fuck? What what what, what drugs? I mean, yeah, meth, I guess. Or I've never done anything but weed and mushrooms and booze, so I don't know what what kind of drug leads you to do like that kind of erratic I, nutty I think, shit. I think meth. I think that's the only. Or or Florida has. Develop some new drug that we don't even know about. Have you ever tried any of the other like uh, uh, I don't know if you could, what you would call them, but like I guess rappers were doing like this whole scissorp and and like all these other weird drugs. The, they the, would like mi- the designer drugs where they're I mixing guess. robitussin and yeah, tussin, ecstasy like, and <laughs> you ever done any of that shit? Uh, robitussin, yeah, I've, I've, I've Rap- taken robitussin, right? But the like the no. the drug form of what you start mixing random chemicals together. And, no, yeah, I, I used to have a buddy in. Uh, I think I was in junior high, maybe a little bit early, younger. He uh, he would huff gas pa- uh, paint cans. I was like, uh, no thanks. He's like, dude, it's cool. It makes you feel like you're almost gonna pass out. I'm like, oh perfect. I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound fun to me, dude. Like, I appreciate it, but nah. Um, moving no. on. Yeah. Uh, world of Ask Reddit. Uh, we're only gonna do one question because, again, like Aaron mentioned, I got to get the fuck out of here, and uh, and we're trying to get out of here in a certain time so reddit question one number one only one what hobby can someone have that raises an immediate red flag mm, I, i've got a couple so do you do you have one yeah 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 so i was watching um i watched that Dahmer show uh with serial killing yes that, that is a red flag <laughs> yeah no but i guess like so it goes into some detail about his childhood and his and his dad was Trying to find ways to connect with this kid, and in, and his dad had had access because he was like some kind of chemist. He had access to like chemicals to embalm and do all kinds mm-hmm. of weird shit. So like taxidermy, the kid was doing some weird like taxidermy, and was like often like hiding bones from his folks and hide like like roadkill. He get roadkill initially, so it's kind of innocent. He get roadkill and then like like take the bones apart and all that stuff. But then it became like, oh, I'm gonna kill the animal. To get the bones and the all the other stuff, so it was like I think taxidermy is kind of one of those 
weird ones where it's borderline, like, unless you're doing it as a profession. Even if you're doing it as a profession. No, because I figure if you're yeah. doing a profession, you're getting paid by people to do it for their loved pets or whatever. It is kind of kooky profession to you, go after, but... You've, you've got a, a just a, a pet dog that you just really cherish and you want to have with you forever. Maybe people a gold noodle. People do... <laughs> People do that. People will take their animals and stuff them after they're dead just so they can have them forever. Or or sometimes they stuff them when they're still alive. They're still, oh, no. Aaron, I just <laughs> left you. I gave you those, too. Alley-oop, slam dunk. Oh. But, I mean, I, I think it's weird if you do taxidermy as a hobbyist. Yeah. As opposed to a profession different. Like, I like to fucking embalm dead animals. And, yeah, that's just kind of. I, I like the way you said that because depending on the punctuation, it could be I like to fucking embalm. Or it could be I like to fuck comma and embalm yeah. dead animals which is another way to go too what uh what are your <clears throat> answers for that question i'm glad i let you go first because <laughs> one of mine was taxidermy oh, okay uh but the, the other one i don't know really know how to how i'd phrase it exactly but kind of like like gambling uh or you know if someone's like oh i just i like to go to the casino and hang out you know e- even if you're not talking about someone who's going to a high stakes casino and, and burning tens of thousands of dollars if if someone if was like uh, in this area. There, there's a, the closest casino I think is Blackhawk. Blackhawk is the area, and then and then yeah, there's like a bunch of little casinos. The Monarch, the this, that, the other, and yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, my one of my favorite hobbies is like I just like to go to Blackhawk and I'll hit the Monarch and I play the you know these these games and everything. And be like, ooh, that's not that's not good, right? It I I think there's an a, 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 a acceptable allowable like threshold like hey i go once every quarter or something like that it's like kind of like all right whatever i I think once you so the question was a hobby once you cross into hobby territory which implies you're doing it on at least a semi-regular every weekend yeah it's pretty it's kind of a problem i have an aunt that she'd often like kidnap my mom or her sister so like my my aunt she's just they're just they're they're degenerate She's a degenerate gambler, a hundred percent. She's got a borderline problem. She likes going and just throwing money. It's uh, mm-hmm. I've got an uncle too that he does the same thing, but he he has it in moderation. He'll go to the casino, he'll blow a couple hundred bucks every other weekend or maybe once a month, something like that. So I think there's like an acceptable limit. But if you're doing it every day, and there are people that do it every day, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that can be unless you're made of money somehow. You know, I don't know the. Biggest problem, I think, is those people typically are a little bit thrill-seeking. Yeah. And they can't get, you know, they haven't found another avenue for for, for uh, thrill-seeking that's more productive. But the other part is almost to a T, they also don't have great impulse control. No. So, there, yeah, there are some people who they manage to kind of keep it under wraps. They're like, oh, I want to do my thrill-seeking. And then, you know, you said you're like your uncle... He, they go through their fixed amount and they're like, okay, I'm done. But I feel like any one of those people is just, you know, a bad day, a weird mood, just a, a little fraction away from being like, fuck it and going crazy and like losing their entire savings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to the point when, so my, my previous job, I, I, part of my territory was to cover Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada specifically. And I'd be in Las Vegas, you know, five, six times a year. And even and every time I'd go there it was a week at a go. It wasn't like I'd go there for an overnight or come back. So like even like one week of Las Vegas is a lot. Can you imagine having to do that five six times in a year? Yeah. It got to the point where like if I if I spent like maybe a hundred bucks 
gambling on like a one one night out thing that was already like a lot like i i I found other means to have fun entertain myself it was like the gambling thing i don't know it's it can be fun sometimes but there's like a there's a there's a point where you're like fuck i'm just now i'm just giving my money away and i don't Mm -hmm. like i don't like doing that but some people chase that thrill of like the what if i could win or what if i can hit the big jackpot so they yeah, that that describes a couple of my family members to a T. They, they do that shit all the time. Let's see what some of the redders have had to say. User Tom Yolo Swag Bombadil. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It sounds like a name Aaron made up. Oh, look. And the answer, a lot of non-hobbies in here. I work at a casino. Gambling is my answer. That was you, huh? You're that Redditor? <laughs> Tom that, Yolo Swag. Me. Tom you Yolo Swag Bombadil. That's, that, that's, my, that's my burner Reddit account. <laughs> Exact exact answer Aaron gave too. So let me see. Let's see what the other. Uh, this one's rather long, but I'll go ahead and read it because it's the next one I found up. User Apera Seven writes: I had a roommate in college who would track people, just follow them around while they were on a walk at a grocery store, and watch what they did. <laughs> Never the interacting, fuck? just watching. Never sat right with me at all. Edit. Wow, this blew up. A lot of people were asking, but no, wasn't stalking because he was only followed. Because he only followed people in public spaces. I did wake up to him just watching me asleep a few times. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> Jesus. We had a decent relationship in spite of it, but he, but he didn't keep in touch after college. That is kind of weird. Like, I I mean, everybody think people watches. Like, if I'm at a beach, you're at a people watch because yeah. you're there. He's just a mobile people watcher. <laughs> All innocent. He owns a van with, like, tinted windows and everything. And, like, yeah. It's like, hey, no, don't, don't be a don't mind the binoculars. It's just part of my people watching. Bird watchers have binoculars. I like people watch with binoculars. Like, sir, this is my bathroom window. He's yeah. like, <laughs> uh, last, I'm in public. Last one I will read. Uh, user Sinkbat writes, people who like to find tiny and cramped caves to climb in and squeeze through. I'm scared of you. What? That's a hobby? Like people that go like cave. cave uh, Spelunking? I guess. That, that, that. That's I can get claustrophobic with that. I can get real claustrophobic with like caves and tight like yeah. It could be kind of scary. Um well that was it for Reddit. Last uh segment for the uh episode. We've got about 30 minutes to do such. Uh we're going to cover last week we did Willow with the intention of doing Willow episode 1 and 2, but time restriction then as well. We kind of went over. We'll do episode 2 today, Aaron. Episode two, Willow. Well, we we did a little bit of two, one and a half last time, something like that. Yeah, I I, I would just go into to three. three. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so so the the sort of recap, the quick recap of of two, just to to pick up is, you find out that the Muffin Girl is actually Laura Dannon. There's a long sequence where they they find that the not Hobbit Village, the Nelwyn they call them, because Nelwyn are underground now. There, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance of whether Willow's going to train her, where she's going to go. They all set off on this quest to go uh, rescue Prince Fuckboy. And uh, Laura Dannon can't figure out how to do like the really basic, like, I want to grow a, a, a shrub spell. Uh-huh. And, and she, I, you know, I'm surprised I can't remember the spell because they repeated it about seven million times in the episode. Anwathwathwa, uh, or some, yeah. something like that. Anwathwathwatha, and it was like, it was like probably seventy percent of the dialogue in that episode was her just saying that spell <laughs> over and over again. 
Um, and then she finally she finally gets it, and then she's hit on the head by the evil bad guy who's possessed by something or other, which isn't really exactly clear. And then he drags her off, and and it's a it's a big cliffhanger. That actor's another good actor too. The guy with the the gravelly deep voice he does have a good gravelly voice. He uh, he's I've seen him in a ton of other. I think he may have even been like a cameo in Game of Thrones or something like that. He's got a very unique kind of look to him and voice to him, and uh, he played that part. I got I, bone to pick here is come on Disney, you have the budgets for it. Spend a little bit more money on the CGI stuff because it was like it, it it was it was like a whispering of CGI when like he turned into like that demonic whatever where he like he had like the the tendrils kind of coming out of his face thing. It just didn't look it looked like very half assed job of of what they were trying. They could have made it a lot more darker and scarier and So yeah, so uh episode three opens up after We've we have established that Lord Dannon is the key to defeating the crone and evil, and she's going to become this great sorceress. Blah blah blah. And they have let her wander off in the woods by herself, and she's been abducted, and nobody seems to notice. And <laughs> episode three um, opens with a a lengthy story uh, of Borman telling about the the curious. Where so like they're like. We, we no no one has noticed that this the most important party member and the savior of her whole. Uh, fantasy world has just gone missing and let's have story time about this this curious because she wants to know about her she's i got, love that part she's got daddy issues <laughs> she's lo- like yeah she's like i love that your name suits your because you are a bore man or something i forget how the joke went but it was along those lines where and you know i i think those sort of cheesy jokes are are actually working now i early on I didn't like him. Like in the the first half of uh, first half of episode one, they weren't landing for me, and I'm yeah. like, oh no! Like, is this gonna be another Disney thing? And you know what? Maybe I've just acclimated to the show, but I'm on board for them now. They're, they're again. I think they're 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 being a they've been a little more creative about like masking it and not making. Because we talked about how um, Kit, especially like she's speaking in like the current parlance language, and it doesn't play off very well. Yeah. But if you take that, if you like the joke you're trying to deliver, you disguise it a little bit better. It, 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 like you said, it lands better. It sounds a little more natural. It doesn't sound too fucked up. So, so anyhow, after this lengthy story concludes and they, <laughs> they finally notice that she's gone, they're like, oh no, what happened? We have to search for her. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, wow, he abducted her. There's gonna, how are they gonna catch up? Like, this is a whole thing. And they catch up by just immediately catching up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, right, there you are. Yeah. They, they they find her almost immediately. Like, yeah. Is this going to be hard to track her through the woods? Nope. Super easy. Barely any inconvenience. Let's have another fight. I don't. I don't know. I, how, how have you felt so far about the the fight sequences? I I thought the early one when they had the the evil X Men or whatever we called them. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good because they they obviously spent more time and there was some CGI. Uh, I had mixed feelings about this one. Yeah, I think the fight scenes can can uh, can be lacking. I think the just the because a lot of the like the really good movies they have like a choreograph like they have a guy yeah like a whatever um a stunt guy stunt coordinator guy that will coordinate the fight scenes and make them look pretty badass and it feels like something that was coordinated no joke by like you and me like yeah. you and I could have taken that scene and choreographed it just as good if not better in like half an hour yeah yeah it's like okay you go here and you go here and yeah. we just sort of and then I'm gonna <laughs> swing the sword and you duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to recall doing that shit as kids with my, like my little brother, like choreographing fight scenes, and we didn't. We would have done much better job than 
<laughs> so so yeah, they they don't both both the choreography and then the actual uh, in the world of the show that their coordination in fighting is not very good. So yeah. they get away with uh with Laura Dannon and what's what's the the prince who's not Prince Fuckboy like the uh, what was his name? We need a, I need a nickname for him so I remember his name. Let's see. We can call Pr- Prince Friendzone. Prince what? Friendzone. Yeah, you can call him Prince Friendzone, sure. Anyhow, he doesn't he doesn't spring to action in time and he, he's very upset because he, he feels like it was his fault that they, they took Alora. I'm I'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit, but they're they're riding away with Alora and the pursuing party is having a lot of wagon related problems. That was a that was a big point of emphasis in this episode. They couldn't get their wagon to work. Where I understand why they need to have, like functionally, I just don't think um, the the Nolan actors can like walk very easily. <laughs> so, so they're like, we gotta have a fucking wagon, or this is gonna be too rough on them. But that that was a little bit jarring to the pace of the episode, where it's like, all right, we're in this this life or death chase. No, okay, let's stop to fix this wagon that's stuck in the mud. Can, can I, I have a confession? It's gonna this is a, a dark confession. So Willow's daughter, I was like, oh, this is a hot little dwarf. Like, I fucked that dwarf. <laughs> I fucked the shit out of that dwarf. Because she she had, like, a little bit of a speech impediment, you can uh-huh. tell. But, like, Wait, she, but th- she was th- a... Th- did that turn you on, no, the no, speech no. impediment? No, no. Uh, she, she was a pretty dwarf, right? She, yeah. They even said as such. Like, she's, like, she's like fawning over Lord. Oh, Lord, Diane, you're the beauty, most beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And then Laura, like, re- re- returns a compliment. Oh, no, you're very beautiful, blah, 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 blah. So I was like... Hell yeah, lesbian sexy. You know, Mondo, if, if you're both consenting, that that is fine. I she, would fuck a dwarf. She, you know, she was an attractive she dwarf. It. She she is a a strong and vibrant person, and she can give consent. She can unlike get. a golden doodle. Right, golden doodle can't give consent. Not okay. Different species. Dwarf, just just someone who has a little little. Uh, I think the uh, genetics. That's I, all. I think the uh, the the PC vernacular is, is little person. So let's just call them LP. The, the LP. I'm calling them Nelwyn because, but no, but, but in real life they're LP. They're not Nelwyn in real life. You don't know that. Okay. This could this could all be based on a true story. Sure. So so anyhow, they're 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 having wagon troubles, and then Alora just just kind of escapes. She just like falls off the back of the horse and. Then is able to outrun their horses into the woods somehow. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like, this doesn't functionally make sense at all. But sure, this is what we're doing. So that, like, how, how, well, how can she outrun the horses? Why did she do that? Well, because we need the story to keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets into the lesbian lumberjack cottage. Dun, 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 dun. Those two characters right away annoyed the fuck out of me. Like, yes. I was, I was like, sweet. Maybe there's, maybe these two women have some badass trick up their sleeve that we don't know about maybe we're maybe we're selling them short and no they don't have any tricks up their sleeve they're kind of just well also what was going on too what was that whole because i I didn't understand functionally what was supposed to be happening because it was all dark and stormy and rainy and then she stumbles onto lesbian lumberjack cottage yeah and all of a sudden it's sunny and bright and I'm like, what are they in a spell or is she in a different world or is this a hallucination? Like what is happening? Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was some sort of like vision or she w- but then no, as soon as the, the bad guys 
track her to lesbian lumberjack cottage. Now it's rainy again. And like, yeah, yeah like you said, they had nothing going on. They were I, just. I, I really thought there was something written in where like, surprise, these chicks are badass sorceress, uh, fighter sorceresses or some shit. Nope. <laughs> no, they're just, they're just character filler. Like, well, and, and what a weird use of, I mean, so, so uh, I don't know if you recognize her, but the, the larger and more vocal of the lesbian lumberjacks was Hannah Waddington. I don't know who that is. She she was uh she's one of the main characters in Ted Lasso and she was she was uh I can't remember the character. She was in Game of Thrones as well. She was the um Oh, what what was her name? She she she's like the the nun that tortures uh Cersei. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's a really good actress and I'm like, "Why did you give her this like small bit part and then just kill her immediately?" Fucking strange. Yeah, I didn't recognize that actress. Yeah, you, so you probably haven't seen Ted Lasso. I mean, she she's one of the main characters in that show, and she's very good in it, very funny. And uh, I guess they gave her a weird sort of out-of-place mo- monologue and then just killed her, and they're like, all right, Hannah Waddington. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, but... So, that yeah, that was that whole thing was very strange to me. Yeah, that was dumb. Then there was the, the weird decision. There were a lot of weird plotting decisions in the show where they're they're trying to catch up to Laura Dan and and you know Willow and company decide that they should split up did that <laughs> yeah, make did it no, make any sense to you not at all and I was yeah and and also didn't I, I again I don't understand the pairings of why they're like well just two of us are gonna go this way because we want to and I think the writers are like well we want to advance the the Mad Mardigan daddy issues plotline. So we'll just send those two, even though it functionally makes no sense. And then everybody else is going to go the other way. And that that whole that whole thing with with Kit and Borman made no fucking sense at all. I, I didn't understand what was going on. They were like they were tomb raiding, and they were looking for this enchanted curious, but he seems like he's really doing something else. I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't I get think, what, what's, I, what's happening. Yeah, I think there's a lot more. They're just constantly teasing shit like, like, hey, there's something, there's an untold story here. Maybe we'll address it later. But you're like, when? Well, <laughs> Instead, they do the fucking lesbian cottage stuff. And we're like, what the fuck? Well, well I think I think they are going to to get to those things. The, my, my issue is I feel like they're almost, they're kind of working in reverse a little bit where they're like, oh, well, we want these things to happen towards the end of the show. And they didn't really think about a clear way to, you know, they're like, this is where we're going and we can't really figure out how to get here. So instead of taking a logical plot path, we're just going to make a sharp right turn and, and take some shortcuts. And it's like, it doesn't really work so well. No. I don't think so. No. Somehow they all end up in the same place. I mean, despite having all this consternation about we're going to go this way and we're going to go that way. They just end up at the exact same place at the exact same time. Yeah. So, so I guess they were both right that it was quicker. I don't know. I sometimes think that like the show has been like executive produced by like Warwick Davis or someone like that. Not, they're not qualified. They just want to revive their character and get some shine, get some money back, or you know, get to get their careers reboosted. It's like, hey. no, they've they've got to cash in on that massive Willow IP. Yeah, you know that the the legions and millions and billions of Willow fans out there who have been clamoring for this. I know there are Willow fans out there and being a little bit derogatory, but it's not like the biggest fan base, is it? I don't think so. I mean, I yeah, I, th- I think for some people, 
pro- probably around our age, maybe a little bit older. Willow was their first introduction to fantasy, so right. it has a special place in their heart. But it's not it's not like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings where there's like a huge, huge fan base. So it, it is a little bit weird to me so far. And then we finished the episode with another battle that was almost exactly like the one earlier, except for like a couple things. You know, uh, Prince Friendzone is a little little bit more... He's a little bit more assertive. He, you know, he jumps in there. We we get immediate payoff, right? We we they set up, oh, that he's he's indecisive and he's he's one that's always running away from battles. And usually this would be something that would be sort of worked out over the course of several episodes as he yeah. goes through a character arc. And they're like, nope, he fixed it. Yeah, all within <laughs> one one thirty minute episode. It's that <laughs> it's that easy, uh, you know, viewers. All you have to do is identify a character flaw and, and yourself. And then just immediately fix it, and then yeah, and then it gets fixed just like that. So so yeah, they get they get Laura Dannon back. Although uh, what was the other thing? I think that was was Prince Friendzone like about to get demon possessed or something. There was something happened to him at the end of the the fight. I don't remember. I saw the episode like the day it came out, so it's been over a week that I've seen it, mm. or around a week that I've seen it. So I don't really and, details are fuzzy, and. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 all these weird little plot points of, of Borman finds something when they were tomb raiding before they burst through a wall and, and end up right in the middle of the other fight. And we don't know what that is. Ooh, spooky cliffhanger. <laughs> and then they end up at some sort of generic uh, haunted castle. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. They're like, "Where are we?" We're like, "Willow's like, I know where we are." I, why does he know where where, where they are? By the way, is, think, is that something I, from the, the I, so movie? I, I think it was referenced in the movie. It's a reference to the movie. I'm like, I'm. I don't know for a fact, but my hunch is that it's kind of supposed to be like a um, a callback to something that happened in the original Willow movie, and we're all supposed to go, "Ooh, the town of Willagagoth or whatever it was called." I don't remember what it was, but I think there's supposed to be some kind of. Like it's supposed to draw nostalgic kind of ooh vibes. Oh, you know what? And I forgot this. This episode was so all over the place. I I forgot there. The one other sort of uh, thing that they they focused on a lot is can Willow actually do magic? Is he really a sorcerer? And we do learn in this episode that he can. Finally, by the way, finally people get upset when characters die. Uh, Lord Danning gets really uh upset that the lesbian lumberjacks get killed. Mm-hmm. And then when they kill the like evil possessed Kingsguard, uh, his, his trainee um, from the flag smasher, she gets upset. And then Willow, Willow gets like big mad, get it? Big, big mad. Um, when his, his Nolan buddy dies mm-hmm. and then he, that, that he kind of has a, a little rage spell and you're like, Oh, Willow can do magic, but you find out that he only has a finite amount of magic. Yeah. You're like, oh, I hope that does come back. I hope they don't go through this whole episode setting that bullshit up and then just forget about it later. And then, you know, they're like, oh, no, Willow doesn't have enough magic. But by the power of friendship, he's because, got more. Because people believe in him. He can, I, If I had to bet, if I had to bet, Willow will have a power of friendship moment. And be able to do more magic than he was supposed to. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would put that happening at like minus nine hundred, if I'm setting the odds. Yeah, no, I, 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 there's sometimes where you some things are predictable, like certain patterns and storytelling and everything. You're like, okay, this is supposed to happen, and I think there, are, there are certain things that they're kind of setting up for that you can kind of see from a mile away. We'll see if it actually happens, but. 
But yeah, that mysterious ghoul town, I forget what it's called. It's like, ooh. But they play creepy music when he said he knew what it was. So that yeah. means it's important, Mondo. Yeah, yeah. Look out. Um, so, so thus far, uh, I think the first two episodes, there are already some sort of shaky points. Yeah. To me, this was a big step down in quality from the first two episodes. And storytelling for me, and storytelling for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think the actors are still good. I think Warwick Davis does yeah. a great job. I think Bor- Borman's good. Uh, Kit, eh, not so much. Yeah, there's but- certain <laughs> characters that are like, th- there's certain characters that like do a better job at, at their role. Certain actors and actresses that do a better job in their role and than others and just got to go- roll with the punches. But I, so I, I would, I'm going to definitely watch episode four though. Yeah. I'm going to hope there's a recovery. If, if this was another Marvel series or like a generic superhero show, I probably would stop after this episode. Yeah. Just because I'm like, oh, I've seen the superhero and he's going to do the origin story and then he's going to do it. And I'm like, I'm good. Being that I was, I was looking for a sort of lighter fantasy show to watch. I'm still on board. I still want to keep watching. I hope it does better, but I don't think things are trending well. Do we know yet if this is supposed to be like a one season thing, miniseries, or is it supposed to be like, hey, we'll see how well it does and maybe we'll do a recurrent, like a second season? Well, it's Disney, so if it makes money, then they'll find a way to do it. Yeah, they'll just make another one. They'll be like, oh, we killed the crone, but guess what? Her, that's by the way. That's the that's the worst name for like a, a overarching villain. It's the crone. It's like it's like oh, it's an old woman. What? But yeah. Oh, she wasn't really the big bad guy. She worked for the uh, the hag. <laughs> Yo, dude. Well, I mean, like the the crones and the Witcher, at least in the video game, were kind of scary. They were scary. You're right. And the hag is actually the underling <laughs> for the elderly man with arthritic knees. Look out, the sorcerer. <laughs> So so yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Willow does better. And you know what, I it, it this does have the feeling of like they had to rush this out a little bit. Like I think you know probably the showrunners and everyone were given a, a deadline, and so so maybe maybe the next episode will, will be better. We will see. But I I will I will tell you this much: if uh, you know season two of Shadow and Bone or season two of Sweet Tooth, were, you know we're out tomorrow. I would not be watching Willow until I was done with both of those. Yeah, I could. That's a fair. You know what would save, like for me at least, redeem the season so far. Maybe they have plans to do it at the end of the season. If they had somehow, some way, because they did it in Top Gun, were able to CGI Val Kilmer back in, because you know Val Kilmer in real life he's had health issues and is he even alive still? I think he might. I don't maybe, know. But he's he's really he's he's got a shit bout with health issues. So they were able to revive his character in the Top Gun movies and give him like a different type of role capacity where his character can pull off like, okay, even his character in the movies got like this disease at Valcom. I don't know how they could do that with Willow and like Mad oh, Martin. He, he had throat cancer. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some really fucked up. But if they could somehow CGI in Val Kilmer back into the plot somehow, or maybe at the end of the season, they like hint at, oh, your dad is Mad Mardigan is still alive. You know, if they do that at the end of season one, then I'm all in for watching season two. Maybe, maybe they they find him and he's just like all fucked up and he's been captured all and cancer. tortured. <laughs> so like, so they just they work his. See, here's the thing though: the writing has been so bad. I don't think they're that no, smart. No, 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 no. They're not going to find a way to work in his like real life cancer 
to his character, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there's hoping. They, they find him, but he's, he's just Doc Holliday. Yeah. <laughs> he's, what the fuck? he's got a cowboy hat and they're like, what? I think what? you're in the wrong universe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, so I'm enjoying Willow so far, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It don't, it's, it's not a, it's not a, at this point, I wouldn't say it's a binge, but I, I tend to just kind of give the shows a benefit watch them, even though like I watch them begrudgingly, I'll watch them through the, through the, you know, rest of the season, but they, they hit, hit lots, a lot more misses in this, in this series than hits for me at least. And, uh, and it makes it kind of hard to, I don't know. I think I think if if Willow the show came out closer to when the mo- original movie was released, let's say it came out a decade later, even then it'd be a little more passable. But here we are, all talking about like twenty five years later. So it's kind of I don't know. Eh, you know what? It just has to be good, right? Yeah. Because Disney has a huge platform, and if you if you look at a show like. Uh, Cobra Kai, right? There, there probably was even a little bit larger of a fan base for the Karate Kid than Willow, but that sh- that show took a while to take off because I don't know if you remember it was YouTube briefly had their own streaming platform YouTube that kind of fizzled out, yeah, and that was where Cobra Kai was released. But it was so good that it got picked up and like it it just snowballed momentum just because it was really well written and it was a great reimagining. Could have done that, they did not. I I also think like I said like so. With with the Karate Kid, they were able to, to within the story itself, they were able to tell like time has passed and the the characters have mm-hmm. moved on. So like the whole, you can't do that with Willow. With Willow, it's it's the story that they're telling now is supposed to have happened like immediately after. No, it's or, your, or it's, like a it's couple, not immediate. What are you talking? It's about? a couple years after. No, it's like twenty. Right? Is it? Alora Dannon was a tiny baby in Willow. So that's 16, 15, 16 years old. So it's 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 more than a decade later at least. But in real life it's been twenty five years. Right, but it's not it's pretty it's pretty close. You could just say that she's twenty and it would be like the same general amount of time that's passed. I don't know. I just think they they certainly could have. They did not. Sure. Do Whatever. You, do you have anything else to add to the episode here? Yeah, nah, man. You should get out uh so you can see this scintillating Russell what's his name? Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't don't miss a minute of Russell Wilson playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, you, you guys. You'll be able to tell your kids about this game later. Thank you guys for uh, watching and listening and all that shit. Hopefully the stream came out okay. We're Again, we're working out a new – just behind the scenes, we used to use OBS, which was a free service, and it was like dying on us a lot, obviously. And we're now trying a different service, um, and it seems to have not cut out, knock on wood. So – Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves. We'll talk to you guys in a week. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.